Angela. Defendiendo su cuello. Contra Equitium et Insidious Diabole esto Brasilium. Imperate Dios. Suplegis de Precomor. Tuque. Conchefs Miliches Celestes. By the power of God, thrust in hell Satan. And with him, those evil spirits who prowl about the world for the rule of souls. So I know we've been talking a lot about demonic possessions recently, mm-hmm. and we have a friend who, who apparently worked for an exorcist for a while. Do you know that? No way. Who? Yes. Uh, I'm, I'll say Brandon. I won't say his oh, last okay, name. Oh, yeah. We're oh, getting this. Just anonymous. to hide names here. All right. <laughs> so seriously, like a local Colorado exorcist. Yeah. Apparently his whole family Get has worked for this exorcist. No. Yeah. So his, th- he he works as an exorcist? No, he worked for? For an exorcist. Okay. And so- his apparently his grandma was actually like the receptionist taking like the phone calls and stuff. So he has uh, 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 audio recordings of like demon voices. Oh shit. my god, I'm yes. geeking out. No way. <laughs> so, You're so kidding. Yeah, Brandon does. Brandon does. No. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. So uh, he sent me us a link. Uh, he sent me a link, but for us, uh, I guess Bob Larson is his name. That sounds way too familiar. I, I yeah. That yeah. sounds like a Colorado dude that I know. Yeah. No, he's he's been uh, here for like thirty or forty years. He said. So apparently you can take a test online to see if you're possessed. So okay. we're all doing it after this. All right. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> oh, my God. I have heard of this freaking guy before. He's he on was... the TV all the time. Yeah. They talked about it on the, the other podcast. Yes. Yeah. And you know one thing I'm going to gripe on? You what? should have been Brandon, not his real name. <laughs> <laughs> you missed that opportunity. Damn. Not his real name. His Welcome real name. back, purgators, to Stuck. In this purgatory, my name is Chase, and joining me in purgatory, as always, is Hunter. My real name. <laughs> that is his real name. <laughs> <laughs> and KFA, not Hello. his real name. <laughs> not his real name. <laughs> oh my God. Hello. There, there it is. <laughs> there, there it is. is. <laughs> All right, so can we get a, ba- a big round of a claw? Wow. Cl- a claws. A claws. <laughs> can yes. we get, well, there is claws with the Colorado Avalanche, hey. and they're out right now. Going to Stanley Cup, baby. Hell yeah. 18th, baby. We're looking forward to that. Me too. If they win, Makar, I'm looking for that championship jersey, man. That w- I would definitely buy that. I'm a McKinnon guy, but I would definitely buy that jersey. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. So we have a very special episode for you today. Uh, as mentioned in the last episode, we have some guests on who have some experience with ghost hunting. Ooh. <laughs> in our beautiful state of Colorado. Yes. And other us. places. They've gone some other places. They are fascinating, let me tell you. And we are so excited you guys are here. Welcome. Welcome, guys. So this is the Denver Ghost Hunters. We are speaking with Stephanie, Elise, and Don today. Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. We are so glad to have you on today. Um, if some of our listeners are just starting, um, if you go back to our Riverdale episode... We actually came across these guys when we were uh, talking about that. Stephanie was on our local news station, Nine News, um, doing an interview about it. And it sounds like you guys have some uh, cool experiences that you guys had on Riverdale. We, Yeah, we did have a lot of um, interesting experiences on Riverdale. Um, and, you know, that area keeps growing. And so 
now the area that we used to hunt is like completely changed. So um, we have to kind of go back there and and see if that impacted that paranormal site or not. But um, it is a a very cool and creepy road if anybody's ever gotten to drive through there, especially at night. Definitely. And uh, have you guys recently driven down there? Um, I actually live near there, so I use that road quite a bit. <laughs> Have you seen the dude with the it drawing, yeah. the Pennywise drawing on the tree? Yes, yes. Oh my god, that scared the shit out of me. Now, given we were all a little tired after podcasting, maybe some alcohol was involved. But when I saw that, we're like, "Guys, look, it's something!" And then, and then I realized it was just it, and I was really embarrassed. <laughs> it was actually it. <laughs> it was actually it. <laughs> Did you guys see anything crazy when you uh, initially hunted that area, or have you seen anything driving through there? I've I've seen one or two things coming home because I also live near there. You know the the thing that I try and warn people about is that you know it is a very windy road, much like the river that it's following. Um, there are a lot of people that have lost their lives on that road, and so you know if you do go out there, it's really important to stay safe to really make sure you're following traffic laws, those kinds of things, because um, some of the stories of how people have lost their lives on that road are are crazy in themselves. Um, But, uh, you know, yeah, we've seen figures on the road. We've seen, um, you know, flashes of light or orbs on the road. We've gotten different types of feeling like you're not alone or that somebody's walking with you. So there's a lot of different types of activity that can happen out there. And it's important that you stay safe though. Well, and that's cool because that follows a lot of the uh, stuff that we've researched on that road. Um, All the different kind of hauntings, you know, it falls right along with that. So it's cool that you guys kind of had some of those experiences. Yeah, one of the the games, I, I guess I shouldn't call it a game, but it was kind of a game, <laughs> is that we would take out people out there that didn't have any experience and then have them record their experience. Really? Because it, we, we got sort of the same feeling and the same experience over and over again, no matter who they were. Um, so, uh, you know, that kind of validated that area for me of, hey, something is going on here. There's a section of the road that we will take them down on and it's on a side road and it's kind of fun to send them just on their own and just tell us what they feel. And they, Oh, it always correlates. Huh? I'm going to have to figure out where that side road is. You don't have to send us that. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say we, we are so down. <laughs> we might've done the wrong road. I mean, we did the right road, but we might've been missing some juicy parts. Cause we went to this one point where it was a dog park. Yeah, yeah, it's, and it's supposedly this is where the mansion burned down and all that stuff, all that history, and we didn't get anything paranormal, and more so possibly alien, question mark? <laughs> I know that's ridiculous, yeah. but it was weird. We've we've been asked this before. One time we were um, investigating the Sand Creek Massacre, and they tried to talk to us about you know cattle mutilations, and we were like, no, ma'am, we just do ghosts. Yeah. We don't do aliens. Yeah. <laughs> That's how well, I felt. If you want to start aliens, I am down. I will join. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be the alien hunters of Denver. <laughs> All right, guys. No, you got to go north. You got to go north on the road. You're, you're way too south. Oh. Deal. All right. Okay. Well, well, we'll have to do it again. And we'll send you guys the uh, YouTube video once it's done. I've been editing it for a while. Cool. All right. So uh, we had some conversation before we started the show. If you guys want to kind of explain what roles you guys take in the ghost hunting for you guys. Sure. 
Um, so as, so uh, what I do is a lot of the psychic investigation. So, um, I get the fun job of seeing things and hearing things and feeling things. And that's, uh, what I do. Um, but I also do a ton of video and it's really funny because, you know, back in the day we used to use like high eight recorders and Polaroids. And now I just use my iPhone half the time. Mm, so, that's cool. um, you, you can get a lot of stuff on your phone. Um, but you know, we still try GoPros. We try all sorts of different types of, of cameras. Um, we have a bunch of different types of tools. And then, uh, Elise and Don are exceptional at EVP. What other tools do you guys use? Yeah, I prefer to focus on EVP and recorders, but we also have a lot of, um, the electromagnetic field detectors, different kinds of, you know, the K2 meter, the I don't even know. We have all different kinds of meter, the Mel meter. Mm. Those are kind of fun to play with and just more for correlating with different evidence that we have yeah. or for debunking um, some things. So we've used the uh, the ghost radio thing. What's it called? Oh, yeah. oh, the spirit box? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the spirit box. Spirit box. Yep. Yeah, but we have one of the original Radio Shack hacks, so that's kind of fun. That which is, is cool. That's very cool. The Frank's box, yep. And Don, you do you do a lot of photography and, and stuff. Do you ever try to capture images of spirits or apparitions or anything like that? Yeah, I, I take photographs sometimes. I prefer video. I think video is probably a little more interesting sometimes. I think people are more interested interested in video, including myself. Um, and EVPs, I really love a good EVP. Oh yeah, I, I feel like that's the real like quintessential evidence. You know, yeah. you sit there and you look at a lot of these shows and or pictures anywhere, and everybody has to have a comment about something. But yep. when it comes down to EVPs, it's like, how do you, how do you get any more real than that? I think so. Exactly. Like, if I capture a, a voice of a woman who, or a man who's not even there with us, how can I explain that? I can't explain that. Yes. So have you guys had anything, um, like, have you had an EVP and, like, the EMF reader go off at the same time? Probably. Um, yeah, I think so. There's, we've had a lot of, um, like the bigger one is probably videos of orbs with an EVP okay. going off because the EVP is usually afterwards. We're listening, you know, for hours after the investigation. But, I mean, I know, um, cause we have one of those, um, pods or whatever. Yeah. The REM pod, the REM pod. And we've had that like go off and, and then having EVP or video kind of correlating with that. So, um, you know, each site is so unique with its own, you, you kind of have to just try a lot of different types of tools to see what they'll, they'll react to. You know, ex excuse my, uh, lack of knowledge here, but what is the REM pod that, that perked up all of our ears? What is that device? Oh no, you're going to actually make me know. Something. <laughs> oh, I'm just curious. I see. I'm, I'm looking it up in real time, trying to figure out what it is. It's like, like a little yeah, circular pod. It is. And so if you go to, it's like ghosttools.com, right? Ghost hunting tools. Is that where it's at? Ghost I think that store? Or was it, um, it's the ghost hunting store. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere so, like that. So the REM pod, ghost stop. Ghost stop that's right. Okay. So if you haven't seen ghost stop, you know, we, we have no affiliation with them, but Not sponsored. yeah, but they, um, they have some fun, fun toys for you guys, especially if you're starting out. Um, but the REM pod is looking at, ambient temperature so changes in temperature and if i recall it has electromagnetic 
changes as well. So it has multiple stages to it. Depending upon what lights go off, will tell you what type of um, energy change it's it's recording, um, or reporting on. I guess I should say. That's so cool. I'm looking at a uh, just a posting for you that website you said, and that makes a lot of sense why you'd want that. See, when we ghost hunt. We bring like UV lights because we have done too many nights of phasmophobia, the video game, if you're familiar. And we just start looking for ghost footprints and ghost handprints. <laughs> Doesn't always pan out. I love that because UV lights on the other end of the light spectrum. Yeah. Everybody uses the RI lights, but UV lights can be just as good I've, when you're. I've seen some questionable things on hunts before when we were in Hotel Colorado. <laughs> saw some questions. You were stuff. in a hotel, my guy. Let's be real here. You know? <laughs> I don't know if it was paranormal. I don't know if it was normal. So I'm just going to stick with uh, the unknown here. You got to be careful in some of the public places. I remember one time we found handprints. We were super on glass. And we're like, oh, these must have just popped up. And then we went, or is it just not cleaned? And it's just <laughs> yeah. a little dirty. Ooh, yeah. it was a spooky ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I want to think it was spooky ghost handprints, but I'm pretty sure that it was just dirty. Fair enough. <laughs> Well, you know what? We're going to stick with that. It was ghost handprints. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I saw. I know what I saw. I've heard stories from Chase and Hunter going to Hotel Colorado and seeing ghost orbs, or they just drank five Irish car bombs. And so don't listen to these two. <laughs> I feel like we've had a lot of ghost encounters, but maybe not. Maybe not. All right. So um, <clears throat> what made you guys become interested in the paranormal and why did this lead you into the paranormal investigation did you guys have any like core experiences when you were younger or anything that brought you into this um i did so i mean i was seeing and hearing things as a kid and then i went through this period where i thought i was maybe i'm crazy so i definitely had some of that um uh, it, those experiences early on in my childhood and that definitely impacted things and one of the biggest movies I saw as a kid was Ghostbusters. And yeah, you see where that landed me. So <laughs> <laughs> love it. Had that. Um, and then I actually ended up taking um, a ghost photography class um, uh, when I was younger. And I went and actually worked with some different ghost hunters and they were showing us how to, you know, capture different things about how to, you know, take a ton of pictures in a room and, and different types of um, methodologies like that. And so I, uh, I just kind of ended up in the field that way. Um, and it's, it's been great. Very interesting. And I like the psychic part of that because I've done some research into other teams. And when we've done our own ghost hunts, I've always said, we don't have any psychic connection. We're just out here either drinking too much or believing we see too much. We don't have any way to cross into that part of that, of the ghost hunt. You know, it's a muscle. So I think the more you do it, the more you're going to be open to it, the more experiences you'll probably have. So keep it up. All right. Good advice. Yeah. Elise, you have a fun story. Oh yeah. How I got into it. So um, I'll try to, I just love, everybody has a ghost story. I'm never believed any ghosts. There's no such thing. People are weird, but I love hearing the stories. And one day I was kind of in between things, bored, taking a class and I'm like, ghost hunting class or scotch tasting class? I didn't know. So I took ghost hunting class. Tough choice. I knew nothing. 
yeah, I knew nothing about it. I wasn't expecting what I expected, but the first class spent at Cheeseman Park and my hair was pulled. Oh. And um, oh, yeah, it was the first time out. And I was just, I didn't know if I believed it or not, or if really it was a bug, but every time I've gone out and that's when I met Stephanie and Dawn, every time we've gone out, something happens and you can't not believe it. Huh. I love that. After a while, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you uh, how far back you went on the episodes, but I know our first episode is about mine, and um, I, I think the I've always kind of believed in ghosts, but the defining moment for me was when I saw what I'm assuming was Top Hat Man cross from my room into my parents' room. Nice, Don. Did you have anything? Yeah, I think that like um, I like Stephanie, where some of my experiences are really rooted in my childhood. Um, when I was sleeping one night, I felt somebody pulling my hair and, and I thought it was a bug. So I would just wake up go, and go back to sleep, but it kept happening night after night. So one night I just decided just to stay awake. And when the hair pulling happened, I sat up in bed and there was a woman in my room who vanished through the wall. Ooh, I'm loving shadow people getting some shadow people in here, getting a little chills. Uh-huh. Over here. <laughs> okay. That's, that's very interesting. So you mentioned earlier during this um, initial when Elise was saying the um, ghost photography the class is that how you guys met is that the original is that the origin story? Um, well, so I took a, a ghost photography class and then um, they introduced me to another ghost hunting group, which was how you guys were in those. So we yeah. were all part of a, a group called Full Moon Explorations and. Um, Elise and I kind of had, were, it was kind of funny. They were doing an, um, an out of town investigation and neither her nor I had a partner. And so they were like, Hey, you guys get to be roommates. Oh, <laughs> so we got to meet each other on this investigation and we've been, uh, best friends ever since. So it's kind of fun. And how did Don get into the mix? I don't know, Don, you just were well, always there. Yeah. Full moon explorations. Right on. It's the OG. Cool. So how many ghost hunting groups are in Colorado that you know about? Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, I'm hearing a lot. Like, I didn't realize there yeah, were so this many. Is uncharted territory for us, and I'm just I'm like a lot of baffled. A lot more Love it. Than... Yeah, well, and so you have to remember, too, like, you know, 20 years ago when we started, ghost hunting wasn't a thing. So yeah. we... <laughs> People be like, oh, what'd you do this week? And be like, uh, night photography. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so Takes it was kind of this of kind of hidden underground thing. And there was a very limiting amount of groups. And then when the TV show started coming out, there was a ton of interest from people. And that's one of the reasons we started Denver Ghost Hunters was to, um, you know, have people learn how to do this along with having a lot of groups be able to kind of recruit from there because a lot of the old groups were not open to new people. So that was one of the things that we wanted to do was to really open up the field for others um, and, and kind of bridge connections with other groups. I would say, you know, 20 years later, I I don't know how many groups are out there. There's just, there's a ton and people will, you know, they create new groups and they disband old ones. We've been, we've been through lots of different groups. Yeah. As a group, we've been in a few groups. Quite a few, yeah. Um, but Denver Ghost Hunter's been around since um, 2007, I think. The logo says eight. 2008? The logo says <laughs> eight. I did notice that. That was awesome. 
we've been hunting together way before that. Way before yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Way, way before that. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I never realized um, there was such a large community out here for this. You know, like you mentioned, it's um, all the shows that are on uh, history and discovery and whatnot. It, it seems like it's a very limited group, but I have known that there's been some conventions that I've gone on and the amount of people that are there is, is surprising, but it's, it's very cool as well. Yeah. I, uh, I typically don't watch the shows. It's kind of funny. It's sort of like, you know, watching somebody do your job. You're like, yeah, it's just not as interesting. But what I do like is, is the stuff that people post on social media that, you know, sometimes I'm like, eh, they could be fake, but sometimes I just love to believe that oh, it's yeah. not fake. Yeah. That's exactly how we feel. We like to just blast it all out and see what we get back. And I'll tell you what, Reddit is not a safe place. <laughs> <laughs> that is not good place. <laughs> Don't tread the waters. <laughs> Adrian's been training for treading for a while and uh I think he needs some floaties now. <laughs> I got my high waters on. <laughs> Okay, guys, I have a question for you before – your website had a really intriguing point about how you guys take other people. Like you can sign up to go out on a hunt with you guys. And funny enough, a year ago – I think – and correct me wrong about this event that you guys did at the Forney Museum investigation. I actually yeah. RSVP'd to do that. I was going to buy tickets before we even started this podcast, before I knew these guys were going to do it. And I just want to know, did that investigation go? Did that happen? It did. And we got some incredible evidence from there. Um, we even had like bells go off and stuff. Uh, and we, you know, there was nobody there besides our small no, like little group. Physical, 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 physical noises. Evidence. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So that leads me in my question from our, from our list here. Cause I didn't even, I remember RSVPing for that and be like, what is this going to be like? What's, what's a legit professional hunt look like? So let me ask you this. What kind of equipment do you guys usually use? Like what's your normal setup? kind of explain what they do. Pretend that we don't know anything when actually we know nothing. So just explain away. <laughs> yeah. You know, it depends upon the site. A lot of times, um, you know, if it's, if it's a site kind of like the Forney where it's an enclosed area, like we set up game cameras as well. Um, so if we're walking past or whatever, we're, we're on film. So the really interesting part, we had one investigation. I'm going to be all over the place. We had one in Victor, Colorado, where we'd set up cameras on tripods and then walked around and we saw, you know, orbs and all sorts of things happening behind us that we were not aware of. And so that was one of the, you know, kind of leading into sort of using, you know, game cameras. Um, we will map a site out. We'll find where we think are good hotspots or feelings like that we think might have some more activity, or we might talk with the people who work there every day and figure out where those hotspots are. And then we'll bring out equipment. And if we are bringing new people on, we'll teach them how to use the equipment and then we'll, we'll share and we'll, we'll try different types of experiments. Um, we might leave something in an open area, see if it goes off that type of thing. So there's a lot of different types of ways of going around <laughs> about things. Some groups for EVP, I know that they like to um, have it really quiet and they ask questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we're not that group. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. We might ask questions, but we try and bring a lot of positive, fun energy. 
we talk to each other. And it's really funny, a lot of the EVPs that we might share with you tonight, um, you'll hear their response to what we're doing. Um, and that's kind of fun. Very cool. Yeah, I, I got a question for you because uh, my brother actually bought me a spirit box for Christmas because he knew we were kind of doing this. A legit one. Yeah. And uh, have you guys, like, what's your experience with that? Have you gotten anything off of that? Do you want to tell them the... The Frank's box? Yeah. It's, um, I mean, there, well, there's, it's hard because it's a, it's basically taking noises already and you wonder if you're making it up or hearing it. But there was a time, I think this is what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. We were at the Lumber Baron Inn and it was the first time we had experimented with our uh, Frank's box radio shack hack. And I don't, it's more for fun, but this time we pulled it out and it randomly said while we were listening to it in front of a whole group. While it was going, it said Stephanie and Elise are best friends. What? And- Stating facts. <laughs> That's what we said. It's a factual <laughs> ghost. <laughs> I am here indeed, sir, to tell box. you a fact. And the, you know, and if it was like something like, you know, Bob or Jen or some common Stephanie and Elise are not super common, yeah. common names. So to have it in that order and then to say best friend, we it, that one I think shocked us. So we went, well, maybe there is something to this. Do we trust it all the time? No. no. <laughs> okay. I, but we pull it out. I'm definitely. right there on, on you on that one because the one I have is the dual band. And, uh, you know, it's picking up radio stations the whole time. So you're, you're just cruising along trying to find something. Next thing you know, like a rock band comes on in the background. You're like, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stephanie, is the Lumber Baron Inn in the Highlands area? It is. I lived like one block away no. from that. Yes. You're kidding. Yes, they're doing all the renovation over there now. Gosh, yeah, yeah, it has new owners, I believe. And, um, you know, there's an unsolved murder that happened there with two two girls that were um, murdered when it was apartments in there. Um, and so it's it's definitely got uh, some energy. Oh, that that's just a weird block the whole time because you have this halfway house right on the corner of that same block. So there's just a weird amount of energy throughout that whole stretch. Hmm. Everything in Highlands is <laughs> pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Adrian's pretty wild, let me tell you. <laughs> you probably saw Adrian running around, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's probably me. Probably. He was just soliciting to the uh, halfwayers. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I do like <sighs> my facts. <laughs> He is a fact checker. Okay, so this is this is a great segue into how question here. How do you guys decide on locations? How do you think it's legit? Do you do some research and it's enough research to go check it out? Do you have friends that refer you places? How is a place good enough to hunt? All of the above, really. Yeah. Um, we get invi- we get invited a lot. Um, people reach out to us and uh, and we'll go out there. Sometimes we'll do a scope first. Um, then we also might drive past a place and go, that feels creepy. We should go there. <laughs> so, so maybe we could have that. Um, and then, you know, sometimes we do look at, at history uh-huh. and we go, this should be, um, this, this, this should be a hot area. So we, we try that. I think our favorite, of course, are the stuff that nobody else knows about. Yeah. Those are, those are pretty cool. Definitely. And I think for me, what really hits is the history part of it. Like 
we're we're would like to go do more ghost hunts and the things that really like draw me are the old um ghost towns in Colorado that we have. I would just love to go find those and just kind of walk around and just see. Oh yeah. Have you guys yeah. ever been invited to like a private residence to hunt before? I'm really hoping that's a yes. We yes, we have. Um and then depending upon kind of what the agreement is with the private residence we sometimes can release that information or like the, the evidence we get. And sometimes we don't. Um, so yeah, it, it just kind of depends, but we we've done, we've done quite a few of those. Um, the hard part is, is when you go to do, it sounds cool on the surface, right? You're like, oh, you yeah. get to go to a private house, go in someone's house, yeah, multiple investigations, <laughs> see their stuff. Yeah. Um, but you end up sort of being a counselor on top of things and, that kind of can bring it down a little bit. And so, you know, it's not always the fun ones that we think of when we're thinking back to all the stuff we've investigated. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, and that was kind of my next part B question was, have you guys ever helped cleanse a house? Are you qualified to like, this is honestly a very open-ended question. I have no, no idea of how people do that or what, what entails that, but have you guys ever helped anybody with that situation? We have, um, so typically, uh, you know, as a psychic, I don't, I don't believe in demons. I don't believe in anything like, like that. Um, so if people are going, oh, I need an exorcism or a, cle- a clearing and things like that, a lot of times I'll send them to a different group uh, that might have people who are more in, in tune to that. I'm not going to give them sort of good customer service on that piece. However, I mean, we've done times where we've come in and we've, staged a house or we've done a clearing. I had one, um, family that had us out. We, we, cle- we cleared the house and then they called us back again and they called us back three times. And we found out that after every time we left, they started ghost hunting in their house again, which brought in a bunch <laughs> of new stuff. And so I finally had to cut them off that I was not going to be cleaning up their, their spiritual mess that they had created. Wow. <laughs> They're just like, let's carve an Ouija board in here and uh, let's yeah. do this. Yeah, yeah. More portals. Portals right. are great. They, they must have yeah, liked you guys also a worked lot. On, we've worked on some cold cases. Unfortunately, oh. I wouldn't say we've solved any cold cases, but um, you know, those are all very, uh, you know, heavy stuff too. So yeah, and I can imagine those are very draining on the psychic yeah. part. Yeah, those stick with you for a long time. Yeah. They do. Okay, so uh, what are some of your most favorite paranormal investigations you've done in Colorado? Looking at you. Me? <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about this earlier because we always have fun everywhere. Yeah. But some of the ones that came up were the Oxford Hotel, which is so much fun. Yeah, it's got some activity and we have gotten some things from there check a door if you go to the awkward make sure that if it closes behind you it doesn't lock <laughs> yeah. okay we're i'm looking up the oxford hotel i've never heard of it. We've, been, we've been locked out there's a video somewhere, yeah. somewhere. were you guys locked out in the dark no oh, okay. no we were not locked out in the dark but we were locked out in a part of the hotel that we weren't sure anyone would ever find us. Oh, my God. <laughs> i was like what a horrible feeling you get locked out in the dark and you're like oh shit <laughs> And our phones didn't work. We couldn't call the front desk. We couldn't text the other people to come open the door. Yep. We had to wander around for a while till we found another way outside. And we didn't even know where we were when we got outside. <laughs> oh, no. 
but you know, that's what it's about. <laughs> yeah. Um, Manitou Springs is, is another fun one. Um, there's a, you know, a river that flows through there as well as the Springs. And, and I, I always feel like a lot of water tends to attract spiritual energy. Mm-hmm. So that, that place is a lot of fun to go to. Um, Tabor, Tabor Opera Opera House. Yeah. I've heard of that. Yep. Yep. That's on our list for sure. Okay. So you you can keep thinking about more of those if you want, but one of the things I'm really curious about is some of the most convincing evidence you guys have personally experienced that kind of proves that the paranormal exists. Convincing evidence. For me, it's always the EVPs and no, you know, and being with other people who have other things to go with it you also saw a ghost yep in Can- canyon city canyon, canyon city, city. Oh, yep. interesting. that was the only time i ever saw anything but it was interesting because and here's how we roll you know i saw it next to someone that i knew later on i was talking about it and asking them and they were talking all day about someone who was following them around a ghost so we independently went to a third party and described this apparition that I saw in it matched exactly what the other person said was following them around. Oh my gosh. So you got a full body apparition. You saw like details. Yeah. It was a shadow because it was far away with the top hat. No, <laughs> I'm telling you the top hat, man, he is Get everywhere. Get the fuck out of here. It, it's him and his demons, the black eyed kids. No, well, that's is- funny. You bring that up because Hunter had a ghost that appeared in front of him while he was driving down the street the other day. I did, guys, and I wanted to tell this on the podcast with you guys here and get your opinion, but I really tried to make sure this wasn't just me, me, my eyes deceiving me, but it was broad daylight, like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm coming up to a four-way stop near my house, and at the right side of the road, as you're coming up to the four-way, there's a like a truck, like a park truck, and as I'm probably 120, 100 yards away, I saw a kid in the road bouncing a a red ball, a bright red ball, wearing shorts and a t-shirt. Saw him go behind the truck, and I was like, okay. And I'm like approaching pretty fast, like I'm gonna make sure I'm not gonna hit him. So I'm looking over to my right to see if he's if he's there, like just standing there. Nothing's there. I look behind, you know, as I'm turning forward more, I can see more of the right side of the truck. Nothing there. I immediately flip a U-turn because I'm like, no way. Where's this kid? Did I hit him or something? And I immediately flip around at the four-way and circled the truck, basically, that was parked. There was no sign of this kid. And there's impossible that he could have gotten out of the way, like ran. I could see another 120 yards past where that truck was. And he's just gone, just like that. And it freaked me out. And I texted the boys immediately. I'm like, I just saw a ghost, I think, in broad daylight. Wow. And you can see them in broad daylight. I didn't yeah. think you could. Yeah. yeah, you can. That's That's... uh Happens more than what you think. It scared the shit out of me. I, I, I was <laughs> I in my work them. clothes. I'm like, I'm like slinging real estate. I'm in work mode. And I'm like, here's a damn ghost in front of me. I, I just told him that he had Pennywise after his ass. <laughs> That's true. From Riverdale Road, right? He's, you know, yeah. it's on there. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so I got a question for you. Since uh, we we were talking about some of the places you've investigated, have you guys ever been to the Dove House in uh, uh, Longmont up there? I've been to a wedding there. Yeah. yeah. This is, got some activity. So, yeah, I, um, <clears throat> long time ago, <laughs> I was working with a catering company and uh, I catered a wedding or two there. And before the wedding started, we were walking around and the staff were telling us uh, all the stuff that happens in that house. 
um, at the end of the shift, we were taking some of the laundry to the actual, I think it was the opera house area or it was, it was another building. And they were talking about all the ghost activity they have over there. Um, they've got very old antique like pianos, um, artwork on the walls, things of those natures. And they've claimed that they've seen folks in uh, antique garb, I guess if you want to call it, waltzing around on this dance floor. Jesus. You know, I mean, with with having so there, there's a couple of things. One is that you know ghosts love to have a good time, and so if you have a, if you have a really fun energy, weddings and stuff happening there, that's going to be a big attractant. Plus, you also mentioned you know antiques. Antiques can keep a lot of residual energy, things like that. So I would not be surprised if you had a lot of activity there. Well, you should definitely add that to the list if you can get in there. That would be uh, I'd be curious yeah. to see what happens with that one. <laughs> so you got I'm I'm curious this is more of a personal question here but I'm curious as you said that this ghost likes to have a good time. Never heard yeah. that before. That's kind of cool. So I'm assuming you well, probably interacted. Well, do you want to hang out in a funeral parlor or no. do you want to go to the park? Yeah. Of course it's somewhere fun. <laughs> I guess I'm going to be a fun ghost someday. Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But have you guys ever encountered a bad one like that has malicious intent? More cranky maybe. Cranky, that's a good word. Yeah, I can't imagine some... being dead is that great. So maybe I've caught some name calling and stuff in our EVPs sometimes. You've been called names, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I got Chase as a ghost. I, yeah. I, I honestly, yeah. I feel like that would just be fun. <laughs> like uh, Bill Watkins from the Enfield. <laughs> yeah. Just causing cool. general mayhem. That's what I like to do. And that's one thing about us, though. Generally, we like we don't go to the we don't like to go to jails and and wherever else. You see on TV all the like asylums or whatever. We prefer to go to bars, happy places, fun places, theaters, opera house theaters. Yeah. You're always going to get fun stuff. Car museums. Right. See, that car museum <laughs> one was interesting too. I saw that you guys did that. Was that a good hunt? It was. We had a good time. We we got to uh, scout that uh, twice. I think before we actually did our um, our fun. It was a fundraiser for right. the museum, and uh, then we. We got to bring in other people. So we got the lay of the land pretty well before everybody came in. I was yeah, really hoping to see that that ghost Camaro on Riverdale Road, and we didn't see it. Adrian <laughs> was really disappointed. Yes, I was. <laughs> okay, so next question. Um, where was I? Okay. What would you say is like the most haunted place in Colorado, in your opinion? That's such a hard one. Um it just seems like everywhere we go can be haunted. It's yeah. We've been to so many different places, but. And it's really funny too. Like we'll have a, depending on the size of the team. Um, I remember we were at a, a bed and breakfast in Manitou and I don't know that we got a ton of evidence, but one of our skeptics, he heard two female ghosts talking to him and we had all left for breakfast. So no one was there, but him. And I think it made him a, a believer. Yeah. yeah. So we'll talking to ghosts, he's like, wait, what? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I got to, on, to that place first. And some, is it, was, yeah. Was that, are you yeah. talking about me? Or no, 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 I was talking about. Oh, I had the same experience. Somebody was, no was talking and I was the only one there. Yeah. But I thought somebody else was there and I was wandering through this whole place and I was the only one there. 
my dad was just telling me a story like that. And I've been hearing more examples of situations like that. People are oblivious to a ghost talking to them, which I'm like, what? How would you not know? But sure, it can happen. He was a um, landscape manager at um, Olinger or whatever, one of the big, uh, or Fremont, the big cemeteries. And he was, he had his head in a hole and he was working on irrigation and somebody kept coming over to him asking, what are you doing? And he kept talking to him. And then the ghost would go away and come back and be like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, I just told you what I'm doing. And then one, the final time he was irritated, he looked up and there was nobody there. Broad daylight. <laughs> I oh, always yeah. wanted that out of Hotel Colorado. <laughs> you've got that story when you're, uh, we had a little like diner in there yeah. for the breakfast. And we're always told about the stories of um, the maids who used to work in there that you could hear dishes clanking or uh, being thrown around. Or you can smell the perfumes. I I just think it'd be so cool. You're like having your little breakfast when you wake up, and next thing you know, you got some like ghost maid talking to you. <laughs> just just missing them. Well, it's like the West uh, Westminster Abbey, and how they see all those people dancing around, and then they oh, see yeah. the guards standing there, and they start to have conversation conversations with the tourists. Well, um, I've got a couple EVPs to share with you guys tonight. If yes. you wanna, I would love um, that. We were just getting to that. So juicy. Yeah. So here's our first one of our first ones we're going to share tonight. You want to hear it again? Yes, yes. please. What is what is it saying? I can't make it out. So it's it's saying it's over. Bye. I'll okay. let you hear that now. Can you wow. tell us the context of this recording? Context is the best part. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> so right, I'm quitting this podcast right now. No more spooky shit. I'm out. <laughs> That was the most convincing recording I've ever heard. Zach Baggins ain't got shit on us. And you guys, this is one that has a story behind it to correlate. We were um, at the Oxford Hotel, and it was Stephanie's bachelorette party, and we'd spent the night there, and we were on our way out. And my telephone rang. My phone. phone, My cell phone. phone. That sounded really (laughs) (laughs) old-fashioned. You got the old school dial on the front. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> my phone rang and it was in my pocket. We were waiting for Valen. So it just rang and went to voicemail. And then later on, I would listen to the voicemail and it, there was no number. There was nothing on the phone to even say that anybody even called. It just was blank. It didn't say spam caller or anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is really weird. And that was the message left. Yeah, It's over by when we were leaving. And if you know anything about the Oxford hotel, yeah. there was a murder suicide that happened there where, um, the, the husband was having an affair and his mistress killed him and then killed herself. So the fact that it says it's over by is kind of fits with the story that was going on at the Oxford. Ah, that is very cool. Yeah. That, that, we can, and we actually kind of just covered something like that on our last episode with the demonic possession of, um, Michael Taylor. Yes. So that is very cool. I'm horrified. <laughs> I quit. I'm out. We don't believe in the Michael Taylor case. 
<laughs> That's a hard no. You guys will hear that on this. Our, it's our newest episode. Okay, do you have more? Please tell me you have more. We have more. Oh my god, oh, yes. I'm, it's my kid on Halloween. <laughs> So this one, um, you're going to hear whoever you are, you're late. And then there's, it says some other stuff too, though. Yeah, there's two different voices. The first one is really hard to hear and it starts right at the beginning and it's kind of a sexy woman and she says, you're late. I was going to say, you, I, I definitely heard to the two voices and one was kind of a little bit deeper and then it was like a, a young woman. Yeah. Yeah. A really wound up, stressed out lady saying, whoever you are, you're late. So. Wow. wow that is like clear that is so day. clear oh <laughs> dude i hate this fucking show i want out boys <laughs> give me off my contract please let All me right. out not to take you ghost hunting yeah i really want to meet you guys this is incredible i'm having so much fun what's really cool is there is a group another group with us that has been ghost hunting as long as us and they caught that same the second section, and I'm sure they caught the first section, but just didn't have, didn't realize it. Yeah. And they were on the other end of this location. So and they Elise in. and I were late to the investigation, and that is the CP yes. that popped up when we got there. When we first arrived, I turned on my recorder, and that's what we got. Oh, you were late to the yeah, party. You were late. <laughs> they weren't uh, happy. It was right. So this was on the vampire's grave. Yeah, the, I don't know if you guys know about the Lafayette um, Cemetery. No. At least I don't. Adrian's shaking his head. He knows everything. There's a rumor um, that's been disproven, but this is where we've gotten some really good EVP. There's a one grave site, and there's rose bushes growing up from each side of his grave, which are supposed to be the fingernails. Oh, and they chop those down. Yeah, they chopped him down now. And there's a tree coming out of the middle of the grave, which is supposed to be from the stake put through his heart. And he is from, I think everybody said he's from Transylvania, but when you do the research, he's really not. He's from somewhere near there. I don't remember where. He's a new age uh, American vampire. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We have gotten a lot of EVPs around that area. And he's like, yeah. that is so cool. And the fact that you can hear it so well, um, that was a lot of my complaints with a lot of these shows is yeah. it'll, it'll be so muddled and you, you can't really understand what it says until they tell you what it is. And then at that rate, your brain is already trained to, to hear those words. Yeah. So this yeah. next one, I will tell you ahead of, ahead of time. Um, so we were at the Tabor Opera House and Elise, was, the lights were out. So we were trying to figure out who's all on stage. You know, it's one of those things of identifying voices when you're listening for EVP later on. Yeah. Um, so she's doing kind of a roll call. She's listing off the people who are there on the investigation. And you're going to hear another name, which is Virginia. And she pops up to tell everybody she's there in the middle. Very with. I'm here with Don, Eric, Jamie, Stephanie, Lee, and Dave and Sharon. That is, that's wild. Because you kind of hear the mumble beforehand, and then it's straight up Virginia. Because you can hear in the background the same voice. I don't think Hunter. Did you hear it, Hunter? I'm trying to process. My brain is mush. <laughs> please, please play it again. I'm here with Don, Eric, Jamie, Stephanie, Lee, and. 
Dave and Sharon. It's that whispery voice. Oh my that God. I, was trying I didn't to... catch it. Now I do. Yeah. I was looking into the dark, trying to see who else was with me. Cause I use that when I'm listening to the EVPs later, we always name who we're with. Yeah. I'm, I'm speechless. I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's so cool. <laughs> it's like, it's like you guys were at a social party or something and you can kind of hear someone talk in another room. Yeah. They want to be known that they're there. And we never did figure out who Virginia was. We asked the owners, we, you know, anybody who worked there, anybody who owned it, anybody historically. Yeah. No one knew. We don't know. We don't know. Wow. It's good though. Makes it even better. So with this evidence that you guys have, uh, a burning question I have for you guys is, do you guys believe that it takes some sort of energy for these um, these spirits to make themselves known like that? And like in the case of your phone going off, how much do you think that actually took out of them to perform that action? That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking about because we talk about these things sometimes. Yeah, these these are our late night discussions. Um yeah, I mean, I think it probably does take a lot of energy. I think they pick up a lot of energy from the people that are there and having a good time. Um, there's a lot of different types of energy sources um, that they potentially can be kind of getting some of that energy for. But you'll, you, you know, it's kind of funny. I've had a lot of experiences where we will have a big surge of energy. We'll have like a big v- EVP or video something and then it's completely dead after that so i i do think sometimes some of them it takes almost everything they've got to kind of send that message beyond yeah and a lot of our stuff that one of the reasons stephanie was addressing earlier we like everybody to talk and have fun um be social because i do we do think that they can take that energy from us talking and use it yeah we we also were playing around with a theory that they may be taking natural ambient noise and and manipulating it to make mm-hmm. sound. I mean, we that was that's been a late night discussion we've had too. So I've never heard of that before. That's like but yeah, really makes sense. And that plays along right with the sound box, you know, sweeping the AM and FM uh, yep. stations there. So very interesting. But I guess my thing is, I wonder if, if they can take the energy from just our electronics. I mean, nowadays we're so plugged in with everything. If they're grabbing energy from that, the electromagnetic energy in the air, I'm I wonder how much energy they it's, can actually produce in one go. They'll suck out batteries. We'll go through batteries on certain I've sites, and we'll have nothing left. Yeah, brand yeah, new batteries. A lot of cases like that. Yep. I really want to go ghost hunting with you guys. <laughs> yeah, we need some professionals to show us how it's yeah. done. Because <laughs> my little ghost hunting kit is, <laughs> it's pretty Maybe amateur. <laughs> take the energy from us you know we call it a ghost hunting hangover what after we've been ghost hunting yeah the next day you're like oh <laughs> a psychic vampire it's psychic you. vampire yeah, like, robinson yep <laughs> do you guys know that show which show uh what we do in the uh what we do in the shadows what we do in the oh shadows Hulu. i love that show yeah. oh. <laughs> i love that show <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do you guys have anything else you guys want to share with us or, or kind of talk about? Sure, I've, I've got I've got a video and I've got another EVP. Oh, so. please, more. Yes. I'm addicted. This is like cocaine or crack. <laughs> no, it's crack is my thing. You know, <laughs> the thing that's really getting me right now is Adrian is like a super skeptic. 
But right now, he is loving this shit. He's geeking out. (laughs) He has not stopped smiling since he heard that. It's our favorite thing is EVP because it's the most believable. It's so believable. It's hard to explain to somebody when you see something, you know? Yeah, so this one is like your stupid jerk. You want to give a preface for that one? Well, how much of a preface? It's a long story, but the short story is a um, bunch of girls are ghost hunting at the Denver Fire Museum. Mm-hmm. I can say that right. Yep. And, um, yep. And <laughs> since I did. And <laughs> this was on an old, old high eight camera sitting on the stairs. Wasn't it looking for EVP, was looking for video but caught the CVP and there was, was a fight amongst the team, not us because we don't do that, but <laughs> there was other people there and someone was fighting with someone else and a ghost commented in, and I don't know if I should pre say it. He just, it's a man and there's no men that were really with us, but this was at the bottom of the stairs. So you can hear a lot of people talking and walking up the stairs saying, stupid jerk, stupid jerk, stupid jerk. He's just a stupid jerk. And he gets more and more animated as he goes. So you have to listen for the S's and kind of pull it out. It's a little harder to hear, but it's great. He's he's just wow. being a stupid jerk. That yeah. last one was really good. I heard it. Very I picked it up right in the middle there. Yeah, it's kind of hard to hear, but it is one of the best ones. So fun. That's a good one. That one didn't scare me, but I'm just glad to know ghosts are on our side sometimes. You know, they'll pick sides. Oh, yeah. They're opinionated. Yeah. <laughs> we respect that ghost. Yeah. yeah and for that, one, there's a whole backstory there that we won't share, but. Okay. this one is at the oxford and this is with um the frank's box yeah and so you're gonna hear no problem her shame did this to us she didn't do anything and then you hear oh so it's kind of hard but you'll get the idea of how this frank's box works can you tell us more because they weren't sure here what happened harder but you can get some some distinctive ones that that'll pop in yeah that one was very perplexing we were trying to ask questions because we had heard a story about i think there was some abuse or something possibly yeah it's almost as if the ghost was like communicating with like broken sentences and words it was kind of strange but like the whole thing just sounded off right just eerie in a way yeah broken like you had to put it together yeah yeah. And and I think that's what makes that tool a little bit more difficult to use sometimes. But 
you know, if you're, if we're really not getting a whole lot, it's not a bad tool. It's yeah. fun. And, and it's interesting in that case, because we were able to pull together a story and it was based, you know, the words were coming up based on the questions we were asked, which was interesting. Yeah, that's very cool. And I think that's a really good example of that dual band that we've been talking about a couple of times. Yeah. Okay, guys, do you have one more? <laughs> Please tell me. <laughs> let me go. Let me go see. Well, let's see if we can find one real quick. Okay. So we'll go through the Oxford. I'm seriously addicted. <laughs> you guys have well, like the best job ever. This one's kind of trying. Stephanie's walking through the museum with a and they're talking really loud and someone is trying to get their attention. It's within the first 10 or 20 minutes there. I wasn't there yet. She was saying this. What the fuck was that? We don't know. <laughs> hey now, that, that that, that was almost, no ghost. That almost sounds more malicious. That was there no was good. Three girls there, and this kind of man sounding voice, it's hard to tell, mm-hmm. was very upset. It was like he, he was trying to get them to be quiet so he could talk or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally was just about to say that. I don't even want to be rude, though. <laughs> Ah, God damn! Very dramatic. You can almost hear him grumble just before he says it. Like he's like, mm-hmm, and then boom, here it comes. Bill Watkins. Bill Watkins. He was pissed off. He was not happy. I got chills though. That kind of scared me. I'm not gonna lie. Well, you could tell the change of tone and everything. Doesn't That's... sound exactly human. No, and you could tell the difference in the voices that are talking. Compared okay. to the ghost that's actually talking. Yeah. Yeah, and it's nice when there's, you know, there was only three of us there at that point. Don was on his way. And so I know it wasn't him. <laughs> right. That's the best part is when you you know everybody and it's a small group and that voice, no matter what they do, because, you know, sometimes there's weird noises that we make and we don't realize it. But All right. here's this one. That was a little name calling there. Oh, Oh, that was not a human voice. This was Stephanie spoke to this place earlier. We were walking around the whole time and couldn't find anything. But when we looked at video, there were orbs behind us the entire time. Oh, come on. That's great. So do you think these, these spirits you're interacting with, uh, I'd like to think they are passed away for a long time. And so when you get this kind of evidence that's very direct uh, and sometimes rude, like in this case, do you think that's because of the era they passed away in, they're still bringing that to this day? Well, I think that wasn't that a a brothel that you were in? Yeah, it was uh, old. Yeah, it was. And we were. So I don't know if they were calling her a stupid bitch or just residual. That was just, yeah, a lot of residual energy. Yeah. Not to take it personal. Right? Yeah. Good. So in your guys' opinion, on some of the uh, investigations you guys have done, what would lead you to think that it would be a hoax there? 
Oh, you should talk to this one, Don. <laughs> I think that it's just kind of usually just a gut feeling. I, I got called out to somebody's house once they were convinced that they had some some things going on. So I, I wasn't really like really be believing them. I try to go in, you know, as a skeptic most of the time and then just see what I capture. But when I got there, it just seemed like their story just kind of got more insane as the night went on. And, and I would like, they would lead me into a room and then the other room I was just in where there was another person, they would do something and they would say, Oh, that's a ghost. Um, so if they're, if they're like really jumping to conclusions and really trying to drive the narrative, I, I think that that's kind of like a little bit of a key. Um, usually we don't know until I get back, you know, to my house and like review and see if I did get something, you know, but there are people who do try to hoax investigators, I think. Definitely. And and I think it was actually a TAPS episode. Uh, my mom loved that show. <laughs> and I think they went and investigated a house somewhere, and they had set the whole house up to be a hoax. Like, I mean, they were putting masks in the mirror with lights behind them and make it look like there's a face looking at them in the mirror. Yeah. That's that would be a little extreme. <laughs> Anything for fame. Yeah. There's a restaurant in Northern Cal California that that uh, they they have it rigged so you get cold spots and stuff in there. And I went there. I, well, and I knew it was a hoax, but it, it was still fun. I saw it like a good time. <laughs> it's like like a casino. <laughs> Great. All right, guys. Well, we had a fantastic time. With too you. much fun. Obviously, much I'm fun. sure you can tell <laughs> we're enthralled. <Holy> <laughs> Um, so uh, tell our listeners where they can find out more information about you guys or see some of the investigations you've done. Um, so we, we do have a website, denverghosthunters.com, but we're also very active on Facebook. So we have Denver Ghost Hunters on Facebook. Um, we'll post stuff. Um, and then we also have, I think some more private groups and things if people are interested in that. Um, but yeah, you can find us in those two spots. Um, and I think our, um, we do, I, I've done some blogging with some of our investigations and that's on Tumblr, but you'll, you'll find us on denverghosthunters.com for that as well. Perfect. Well, we look forward to seeing more of your guys' content. Um, thank you once again for joining us on the podcast. It was a fantastic time talking to you guys. And if you guys want to reach out to Denver Ghost Hunters, go ahead, go to their website or Facebook. Or if you guys want to go on some ghost hunts with us, you could reach us at stuckinthispurgatory at gmail.com. Come look at some of our Instagram posts, as well as anything on Reddit. Everything we have is at stuckinthispurgatory. And thank you for joining us. And listeners, once again, uh, we love you guys so much. I hope you guys are enjoying the content we're bringing to you guys. Um, and I would love to hear your guys' ghost hunting stories. I didn't realize there's so many people out there that uh, love doing this stuff. So <laughs> keep on hunting. <laughs> and a little tradition here with our guests. I always end the podcast with our guest spots with a little question for you guys. And feel free this is open-ended. But... Uh, for Stephanie, Elise, and Don, give us either a ghost hunting or paranormal tip for the listeners or just a general, we're heading into the recession, end of the world times tip. That would work as well. So whatever you guys got, give it to us. Have fun. 
<laughs> Life is short. <laughs> I love so high. There you go. <laughs> I like how you guys went with economic. Good job. This is the best one. <laughs> guys, thank you so much again for being here. We're so overjoyed. To all our listeners, we love you all. And be careful on those ghost hunts. Don't want to get stuck in purgatory. <laughs>